It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. NFL, fantasy, college. Man, this guy does it all. Oh, my God. This is sick. Put this to music. Time to check in with Rotowire.com's football guru, John McKechnie. What are you doing on your phone? I am fixing my fantasy football lineup. On In the Zone. We're live on the farm. It's kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country ball like me can't hack. That's the time in the league that always puts a smile on my face. Talking to John McKechnie from rotowire.com on Twitter at John's underscore tailgate. And uh, happy afternoon. Happy New Year to you, John. Happy New Year to you guys as well. I hope that it was a, is a fun and, and safe New Year's for you guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, now we've got uh, the end of the NFL regular season. We've got the Natty coming up. I mean, things are things are good. Yes, things are absolutely cooking. Do you have a cutoff date for when you stop saying Happy New Year to people? Oh, yeah, Larry David did uh, did officially <laughs> release this memo. It's oh, after yeah. three days. Oh, is it three days? Three days. So is it three days back from... But that's where it's confusing is that it was over the weekend, so is it three days back from work, or is it three days after the new year? Yeah, it's three days back from work, but then if you haven't seen someone in a while, I feel like you can go to a week, but then again, you're challenging Larry David. Sorry to jump in there. <laughs> no, you're good. Is that, no, that, uh, do you have a personal rule? I had to do it, um, and, and I feel like, yeah, mid- midweek... You know, uh, I think makes sense, but but you know, radio rules a little different. You know, we haven't spoken uh, since uh, the weekend before Christmas. I don't believe That's so. Right, you're right. Um, so yeah, I, I think we were totally above board to to say Happy New Year, and uh, we you know, if nothing else, today's January fifth. That's my mom's birthday, so everyone can just uh, wish my mom happy birthday instead. Happy birthday to Miss McKechnie. Absolutely <laughs> legendary. Absolutely. Happy leg- birthday. Legend of a woman. <laughs> can you uh, can you explain to me what the ball drop situation was like? Assuming that you were on the East Coast for the Georgia Ohio State game, I know. Excuse me, uh, McKechnie is a, a big time Georgia Bulldog fan, and as the ball is dropping, you've got Ohio State lining up for a potential game winning field goal. What was uh, what was the situation like for you as that was going down? Yeah, exactly. So, so people have asked me how my New Year's Eve was, and I, I say it was terrible, and then I say, but my New Year's was great because, yeah, I mean, all the way from from like you know eight eight o'clock, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time, all the way until midnight, I was just miserable. I mean, it was just like I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Georgia just getting the ball moved on them so much, not being able to to do what they wanted on offense for for certain stretches, and uh, you know the interception from Stetson Bennett setting up. Ohio State, and it's like, oh boy, like this is this is not good. This is not what I was expecting whatsoever. But then we get into the new year, and lo and behold, uh, that the Ohio State kicker yanks it about as far left as you possibly could, and and there we were, we're, we're start we're kicking off the new year uh, correctly. So it was uh, it was an absolute roller coaster Saturday night into Sunday morning, but uh, it came out. Uh, on the right side of things, obviously. Well, and I think the biggest reason why it was a roller coaster for Georgia is because of how well C.J. Stroud played. I've been impressed with him every, you know, pretty much every week I've watched him, maybe outside of that Michigan game. But this is a guy that I was 
super impressed with uh, based on what I saw against Georgia, doing it against that defense and then using his legs the way that we haven't seen maybe in games past. What did that performance from him do for you in terms of your confidence of where he gets drafted in the NFL or or how good he'll be at the next level? I, I think for, for better or for worse, Stroud is going to be one of the first th- three quarterbacks off the board. Um, the, the debate between him and Levis will be very interesting because Levis has – you know, a fraction of the production to point to that, that Stroud does. Um, but I think it's also fair to, to question the system, the, the talent around him at Ohio State uh, when, when it comes to Stroud and how, you know, he often put up great numbers, but it seemingly felt like a lot of times it, it, under perfect conditions. So uh, I think him rising up the way that he did against Georgia and obviously less than perfect conditions going up against one of the best defenses, one of the best front sevens in college football, that that definitely turns his stock uh, in the right direction. I still consider myself a little bit of a Stroud skeptic, but, but at the same time, like you, you can't take anything away from from what he did uh, on Saturday night uh, other than from a positive perspective. So, I mean, he's definitely trending in the right direction. Um, He, like you said, he ran a lot better than we, than we've been used to seeing him. Oddly enough, his only snap, his only touch, I believe in the 2020, uh, in the 2020 season, when Justin Fields was there was in a blowout against Michigan state and he ran for a 47 yard touchdown. I was like, Oh man, this guy's going to be such a devastating runner. Never really was during his time as a Mm -hmm. starter for Ohio state, but maybe that, that is something that, that in, is in his uh, repertoire a little bit more than than is being uh, appreciated right now. What are you expecting in terms of the college football national championship on Monday? It's a big number. Georgia's favored by 12 and a half. I'm not sure. It is a weird sentence. I'm not sure Georgia's defense is slowing down TCU based on what I saw against Ohio State. And TCU can move the ball. The total's at 62 and a half. Maybe that's the play. Uh, What do you see in terms of what you expect as a Georgia fan and and what you think of the numbers in this one. Well, I'm expecting to uh, be right there in in the stadium. There you go. Yes, sir. Got my flight booked and everything, waiting for the tickets to keep plummeting, which they are. So I learned my lesson from last year where I bought my ticket for the Natty, like, during the Michigan game when the tickets were the hottest. And it's like, wow, I cost myself a lot of money. So I'm (laughs) waiting it out a little bit. I got the diamond hands on on the ticket market. Um, But – uh, either way, I'll be there. And I think that, yeah, 12 and a half, I really like TCU at that number because, yeah. like you said, this Georgia defense, like it, it's stocked with talent and they can make the big plays when, when it counts and everything. Um, but I think TCU is going to make them very uncomfortable. And they they, they have similar parallels to, to Ohio State in the sense that they have a game-breaking receiver and a very, very good uh quarterback situation with Max Duggan and you know I don't think that Quentin Johnson is quite to the level of a Marvin Harrison Jr. but I think that he is he presents a similar type of problem anytime that Ohio State wanted to get the ball to Harrison uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of trouble so I I envision something similar um, in in that respect as as it comes to Quentin Johnson but even if Georgia does a lot to roll coverage uh, towards Quentin Johnson you also have to be worried about the the other game breakers that uh, TCU has Savion Williams is, looks almost like a clone uh, of Quentin Johnson so he's a big physical receiver on the outside and Darius Davis he might be the fastest player in college football period I think he, he's been clocked over 23 miles an hour on the GPS this year so I mean uh, he he gets loose and you're you're in big trouble one one thing though 
Uh, Dugan did throw a couple of interceptions last week. Uh, McCarthy threw interceptions that, that ended up costing Michigan more, obviously, with, with the pick sixes and everything. But Dugan didn't play a perfect game, but he is mobile. Mobile quarterbacks have given Kirby Smart defenses trouble in the past. So they're going to probably need to, you know, isolate a spy to put on Duggan just in case when plays break down, coverage is good, that Duggan isn't escaping out of the pocket um, and, and, you know, extending drives with, with his legs because that, that's certainly a big part of Duggan's game. And the big injury, you know, status it, going into this one is Kendra Miller. Um, he got injured against Michigan was a huge part of that offense that this year really, uh, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people expected them to be so good on the ground this year after losing Zach Evans, but he was great. DeMarcado really stepped up, but I'm not sure that, that uh, the TCU run game will be as effective this week as it was against Michigan. And I think that that was kind of a big storyline for the Horn Frogs coming out of the semis. And I think that they are going to have to readjust a little bit there. Um, but at the same time, Georgia's defense does seem to be a little bit vulnerable against the pass right now. So it might play, into TCU's hands in a weird way. Um, but I, I don't really envision TCU's defense being able to stop Georgia too much. I, I think the ground game, Kenny McIntosh and company are going to be, you know, kind of the guys that, that carry this even more so than Stetson Bennett because the secondary is pretty good for TCU and Georgia's kind of lacking a ton of skill uh Play, playmaking talent on the outside as far as its receivers go, but I I envision this nothing or nonetheless being a high scoring game. But I think the TCU keeps it to about ten points at, at the very least. And I don't I'm not saying that it's a slam dunk that Georgia even wins this game. Yeah, I you know you look back at the history of double digit spreads in the national championship. You have to go back to Oklahoma against Florida State back in 2000, Ohio State, Miami in 2002. The underdogs won those games outright. And so, the, I That's mean. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm tempted to go Mattress Mac on this one. He put a bunch of money on the TCU money line. Yeah, he did. I saw that. That that made me feel even more nervous about this one. So, like, after Georgia escaped on Saturday night, I was like, okay, there's no way that they're losing this. But now as we talk on Thursday afternoon, it's like, oh, boy, this is this is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, John McKechnie from rotowire.com. Two quick things for you before we wrap up. On the fantasy landscape in the NFL, we had the worst-case scenario play out. Love hearing the update for DeMar Hamlin today. Uh, but you sit back and you're worried about gobbling up fantasy points between two high-powered offenses, and then here we have uh, a real life-and-death situation that plays out in front of us. It was a scary scene, and I think all of us sane individuals are able to put fantasy on the back burner for that. Have you been able to make the transition yet as to how to handle this from the trivial fantasy side, or or is it still too uncomfortable and tacky to have that conversation? Because I, we've had a load of texts that have come in, like, what do I do? And I, I don't even know what to say uh, when it comes to something like that. But I know it's something that people have to figure out. Exactly. And and when you're in our position where, you know, it's our job to talk about it, it, it you know, it's it's definitely uncomfortable. And I think, like, especially in the, in the days immediately following uh, DeMar Hamlin going down on Monday night, it, I think it, it felt just kind of wrong to, to be talking about uh, you know, like the fantasy landscape or, or what the NFL is going to do with, with that game between the, the Bengals and the Bills and so on. But we're, you know, we're on to Thursday and, and we're getting great reports um, as it rega- as it pertains to, to Hamlin's situation. So that that's all very encouraging. So, you know, we're, we're starting to come out of it a little bit as far as being able to put on our, our analyst goggles and, and, you know, take a look 
um, at, at this week and, and the fantasy implications. And, you know, you, you look beyond uh, just what happened on Monday night, and there, there's a ton of just weird, weird matchups that this week, you know, you, you don't really know the, the level of uh, intention to win for, from a lot of these teams or, or some teams that are locked into their respective playoff spots like the Giants. Are they really going to be, you know, playing a competitive game? That's why the, the Eagles are like two touchdown favorites in that one. So it really, you know, it, it was already going to be a complicated week, but but then, you know, on on the human side of it, it, it it's all it's become all the more difficult to to like really dig into it like you normally would. Okay, last thing for you, Justin Fields shutting it down for the year. He finishes with eleven hundred rushing yards. Incredible year from him statistically. I imagine he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken next year. Have you thought about where he fits in? from a fantasy ranking standpoint for 2023 among quarterbacks? Um, I think that he will, you know, surpass some of the, the more like uh, elite pocket passers. I think that, you know, like uh, there will be the way that I'm seeing it, it will be a big debate uh, whether you go with um, a fields or a Herbert or a Burrow. That, that's kind of the, the area of the ADP that I envision uh, Fields slipping into. You know, he's definitely not going to be uh, like the late round bargain or waiver wire option even uh, in some spots that, that he was that this past draft season. Um, he's definitely a top 10 fantasy option for me. And, and you know, I, I think if you're just targeting ceiling, you know, he might have the, the top overall ceiling of, of any quarterback, really, when it when it comes to the rushing ability, the, the passing ability improved over the course of this season if the bears are, are able to be smart and get some weapons around him design the offense a little bit better than there is absolutely qb1 type of upside but as as it stands i think that he you know lands somewhere between like number five and number eight among the quarterbacks the latest injury news dfs advice and analysis they've got some pretty good podcasts over there too rotowire.com <laughs> john mckechnie you can find him there thanks so much john Thanks a ton. Cheers. Happy New Year. More in the zone next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.